You're listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson, where we encourage you to stay strong and keep the faith with life-relevant Christian messages on the go. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a positive review wherever you are listening. Now here's Lawson Whitson. How many is ready for a word today? All through the conference, we've been pulling these Old Testament scriptures. This morning is no different. I'm going all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy. Check this out. New King James Version says, For the Lord's portion is His people. Jacob, meaning Israel, is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in a in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings and taking them up and carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him. There was no foreign God with him. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't stay here. Yeah. Tell them again. Say, you can't stay here. Let's pray. Father, we want you to speak in our life today. God, anoint me to speak what you've already given me. Touch this, your people, God. Touch every heart, every need in this place, and we'll give you thanks. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and you can be seated this morning. Thank you for your worship. Thank you for coming out today. Now, I'm going to be pulling out of our text this morning, really not talking so much about the Lord uh, covering Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Uh, but, but I really want to pull out of this part as to how the Lord took care of Jacob, because it's very interesting how the Lord will use metaphors and parables to give us a deep spiritual understanding of of something really big. And and that is of the eagle. I I found this so interesting, and I've mentioned this before somewhere in the last 25 years, I'm sure. But he says, here is how I led my people. Here is how I brought them to where I wanted them to be. And then he goes into talking about an eagle. He says, as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young and spreading out its wings, then eventually taking them up and carrying them on its wings. Amen. When the eaglets hatch, they have it made. The mother and father eagle will go to a very high place, usually on the side of a rock cliff, and will build a nest. And them being such excellent hunters, they will catch small animals, part of their prey, maybe maybe rabbits, maybe other small fur-bearing uh, creatures. And, 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 and that parent eagle will take and feed the meat to the babies, but take the bones out and leave nothing but the soft fur. And she will line the bottom. When she knows that the babies are coming, the mother eagle will line the bottom of that nest with fur and with leaves and making sure that there's 
you know, no sticks or twigs sticking up. She makes it a very comfortable place. The food is brought to them. Their waste is cleaned out. You could say they have it made for a while. But after a while, how many knows the babies grow? Some of you got some grown babies you don't know how to get out of the nest. This might be a good message for you. That wasn't in my notes, but I just happened to think about it. But uh, when they get so big, let me say when the seasons change, then it's necessary for the location also needs to change. The mother looks at the big babies that are now as big as her, squawking and opening their mouth, wants something else popped in their mouth. And she looks at them and says, it's time to go. So how she makes them more willing is she makes it less comfortable. Some of you never thought about that, did you? Mm. See, you learn everything from the Word of God. So she will actually stir up the nest. The small stuff that they have rested on, the soft stuff, she removes it out. And the things that have been so comfortable, she begins to make a little more uncomfortable. She will reach and actually fluff up the nest where maybe some twigs are sticking up and and every time they want to sit down, it's like, whoop, whoa, you know. So they make, they make it less comfortable for the babies. And, and she even actually quits carrying out the stinky stuff from the nest. She makes it real uncomfortable to where the babies start to think, maybe it's better somewhere else. I thought mom loved me. She's really a mean old parent. It seems cruel, but the mother knows that if her babies stay in the nest too long, it will hinder their future. And they will never have the strength to fly and to live on their own. So she tells them in eagle language, it's time to go. You can't stay here. So when the pain to stay in the same place becomes greater than the fear to leave, they find the incentive to move out. But the mother is watching. She allows them to awkwardly eventually jump out of the nest and they go to falling through the air and crying and squawking and uh, uh, awkwardly trying to flap their wings and if, if they don't get it that with that eagle-eyed mother, she is watching on the perch. And, and, and if they're about to hit the ground, she will tuck her wings under and she will, like a bullet, take a nosedive. They say up to 200 miles per hour. And she will go faster down than the eagles are falling, the eaglets. And she will actually swoop under them with perfect precision and catch them on her back but she doesn't take them back to the nest. She takes them back up high again and says, let's try this again. So the eagle comes squawking back down, and here goes Mother Bullet again. 
catches them. But eventually the eagle learns to fly. God will do us the same way. If you're in one place for too long, God will stir up your nest. Because He didn't cause you to be born again into the kingdom of God just for you to sit with your new birth experience. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Just in the comfort nest of a church and just float on for the rest of your life. That which is born, it is imperative that it grow. Sometimes we have to be like the eaglets. Sometimes the loving Father that He is will ask questions, God, why did you allow this? Or God, I thought you loved me. Where are you? He, like the parent eagle, is watching you. You are the apple of His eye. Even when you are falling and crying out to God, you have not hit bottom or else you would not be here today. It has been your loving Heavenly Father that has caught you every time that you have ever fallen. God orders seasons in our life. This is already ministering to someone in this house. Something may be perfect for one season, but when that season's over, things need to change. In other words, the season dictates the action. Now, bottles are good. Pacifiers are good even though Holland refuses them. And then some of our kids, kids are different. Some kids, they're like three and four still wanting a pacifier. We kind of laugh at that, and sometimes you just have to snatch it away from them. But if your kid's eight, it still has a pacifier, the parent has not done their job. You got a loving heavenly father that says, I'm glad you're comfortable where you are right now. However, you can't stay here. It's time to grow on. How many is ready to grow on in Jesus' name? God, take me to another place in you. Take me to a higher height. Take me to a deeper depth in my faith. God delivered Israel from Egypt, from slavery and tyranny. But He leads them down to the Red Seashore. And for a while, life seems grand. Life at the beach is not too bad. But then He changes Pharaoh's heart and sends the army after them to bring them back to Egypt to go back into slavery. It is then that God parts the sea and they escape to the promised land side of the Red Sea. Sometimes God will keep some adversity around in your life long enough to help push you through to the next level. When you get comfortable and it's time to go, as an eagle stirs up her nest, the Lord says, I love them too much to let them stay the same. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. And, and, and you might call it the devil and, and you might, you might be blaming every other person, but, but I just got, I just got a hint. I just got a hunch this morning that God's behind some 
of the discomfort. Now, I'm not calling him a mean God. I'm calling him a loving God. A mean God, a merciless God would be one that would allow you to die in the nest. But he loves you too much to let you stay where you are. Amen. Sometimes he's like, I need to stir up a little something. I need to allow something in their life. They don't pray anymore. They, they never fast. They're hit and miss at worship. They used to trust me for everything. I need to stir up that comfortable nest a little bit. Say, now that's not the loving God that I know. You don't know him like I do then. A parent that gives a child everything and will not require anything of them is not doing their job. There needs to be times where they misunderstand you. I'm not implying abuse no child. Never, never, never. But by you not helping them to develop, you are abusing them in a long-term sense. Their bottom will heal up in a few minutes. But if you don't do your job, they will pay the consequences for a lifetime. Now, if your kid's like 35 still laying around, Lord God, I hope I shot high enough. I hope there's really nobody in here with a kid that'll... What are we having for dinner, Mom? <laughs> what are you cooking, son? Joseph moved out this past year Times he'd call and say, what we have for dinner, Mom? She's like, I don't know what you're having. <laughs> me, me and Dad are going to Casa Grande, you know? <laughs> Sometimes God will send some adversity because blessing will never make you pray and seek God like a little trouble will. Amen. Romans 8, 28, how can you preach this message and not quote this one? And we know that all things, say all things, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to, not your purpose, but called according to His purpose. Then the psalmist wrote in 37, 23, says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and He delights in His way. God not only allows... But He even orders some things in our lives. Amen. Even King David says, it's not in my notes, but it just come to my mind. He even wrote one time, he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. What he is saying is God retrieved me because He humbled me. Isn't it so much easier and Less painful when we humble ourselves. But even when he has to crack the whip, boy, you out of line. I say, thank God, put a spanking on me if that's what you got to do. But don't allow me to continue on going down the wrong path. Don't allow me to stay too long in the wrong place when I should be growing on up to better things and bigger things and doing more, don't allow me to sit over here with my comfortable, stunning, gross self. Too lazy to move. Help me, God. 
How many of you ever felt that the Lord told you, it's time to grow, you can't stay here? Amen. I don't mean you can't stay here in this church. You found the right church. You can stay here. I'm talking spiritually. But I promise you, as long as I have the Holy Spirit within me, I'm going to challenge you either till I die, you die, or the Lord comes back to get us. But I am adamant about we are not going to sit here and dry up on the vine. We're not going to sit here and be a stagnant church. We're not going to just do the church thing, the obligation thing, the scratch and the conscience thing. Our relationship has to be bigger and deeper than that. You can't pray, God change me. God grow me. And then expect things to stay the same. Anything that grows changes. A lot of churches are dying because they refuse to change. With the times. I don't know about all them screens. All that loud music. If you don't like loud. Well, I don't know what to tell you because if you, if you miss heaven, it's going to be loud in hell. And if you make heaven, it's going to be really loud there. Because heaven's PA system is unlike anything you've ever heard. Here's where we have to develop. The methods must change, but the message never changes. Come on, give the Lord a praise today. God, grow us. God, change us. God, develop us to another place, to another level. You know, old folks don't like that stuff. We should, if, if, we, if we have had enough birthdays, and if we've served God for any time at all, we should be so spiritually mature to where everything doesn't have to be to cater to us. We need to be so sound in our faith to where we take a more mature approach. If the young people, if that draws young souls in, look here at all these young adults sitting up here. Amen. I'm sorry, baby, and I know you might still love a pipe organ, but a pipe organ don't get the job done in 2022. It has its place. It's had its place. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not knocking nobody's style, but I'm just trying to say sometimes you get married to a method. You get married to the familiar. You stay in the nest too long. Well, we've always done it that way. Yeah, and that's why it got broke too. I'm not talking about the message. For your child to grow up, they will change by the day and by the week. And I guess I've noticed it more in Holland growing up, even more than when Trey did, because when you're having your own kids, you're with them every day. But when you see your grandchild every few times a week, or even you look and like, wow, they've changed. But let me let you in on a little secret. You are too. You are too. I was looking at this picture in the hallway the other day. Sandra posted there pictures of when we first got married. And I looked so young. <laughs> I'm going to talk about her because she still does. 
used to preach against women wearing makeup way back in the ancient days. I'm about ready to get me some now, you know. (laughs) But for your child to grow, they have to change. By the day, by the week, their size, their actions, their awareness, behavior, and abilities. That's how it works. But your growth is, doesn't stop when you get physically grown. When you are born again into the family of God, this is a spiritual thing. God wants us to grow up into another level. Amen. We need more spiritual fathers in the church. We need more mature elder women who can lead the young. That is all scriptural. But something is wrong. Even Paul wrote about it in his day to one of the churches. He said, you have need that I teach you again. He said, he said something's wrong with this. He said, by now, he said, you should be like fully on the meat, but you still need the milk of your word, of the word. What he is saying is, we as Christians, every year, just as our children grow, we should be a little stronger in our faith. We should have a little bit more boldness and and, and a little bit more spiritual muscle. Amen? We become addicted to the familiar. Even when God is trying to take us to another level, we want our cake and eat it too. We just want God to change the circumstances. But really, God's more concerned with changing us. If your comfort has to be compromised for your destiny to be secured, it's better to say, Holy Ghost, don't take it from me, but take me through it. If I'm in this trial, I need to get the benefits of this trial. If I'm going through a trial right now, I need, I need to learn something. I need to come out of this thing a little better than when I went into it. My faith needs to be a little bigger than when I went into this thing. Amen. How many is ready to grow? Israel was delivered from Egyptian bondage and slavery by God to take them to the promised land of plenty. That all sounded good to them, but they hated the journey to get there. They kept wanting to go back. Not because Egypt was good, but because it was predictable and it was familiar. How many people stay in the wrong place for too long? Amen. They stay in abusive relationships. Not because it's painless, but because it's familiar. People stay in a dead-end job that no longer promises a future. Not because they can't do better, but because that familiar, familiar, familiarity, I'll get it out in a minute, is somehow comfortable, it doesn't challenge change. I wonder how many people stay in bondage and slavery to the wrong people and places simply because it's familiar. Change seldom occurs until the pain to stay the same 
exceeds the pain to change. That's what the eagle said. Like, oh, you don't want to leave? Huh? You like the fur, do you? <laughs> Bye-bye fur. You like, you like this uh, room service? <laughs> Clean up your own nest. People told me through the years, different ones, some you and I know, and then they come back. And I've had people tell me before, said, almost like it's indicting. You've changed since you first started. I know. I mean, what am I supposed to say? I'm sorry, I grew some. If you are still exactly where you are when you started your walk with Jesus, that's not a testimony. That's an indictment against you. I don't mean leaving the faith, still staying in the faith. But I'm talking about growing to another level. Growing to a higher place in the Lord. Amen. Maybe that's why God allows trials in our life to motivate us, to move us. Now there are hurting people in here. There are people who have suffered loss. I'm not saying that God... Hey, we, we, let, let me preface the rest of this by saying we live in a sin-stricken, fallen world and evil people do bad things. And God gets blamed a lot for the poor choices of those who reject Him and refuse His counsel. If you refuse His counsel, if you refuse His instruction, the Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. This book, 66 books, is not a book of suggestions. It is the recipe book, not only for eternity, but for life. Amen. For your marriage to work. For your finances to work. Come on, I get a witness in here. Amen. If you just do it God's way, it works. Can I hear an amen? I said, if you just do it God's way, it works. There are a lot, there are a lot of addictions. But one is an addiction to the familiar. I had an older friend growing up, and he had a brother who had been incarcerated for the majority of his life. He finally gets out, and he comes back to his parents' house, now a grown man, and he does not know what to do with himself. He had learned to cope in prison. He had become institutionalized. Couldn't deal with the freedom. Actually afraid, didn't know because the bars that had kept him in were also bars that kept the unfamiliar out. I'm preaching to someone. One day he walks through the house and he tells his mom at the kitchen sink, says, Mom, I'm going home. And he committed a crime just so he could intentionally go back to prison. Now let me say this today. That is a sad and somewhat unbelievable however. People run back to the personal prisons of familiarity every day because they don't have the faith in God to go forward to new things. 
into better things. Amen. God, don't allow me to stay the same. You never graduate from this school. Hello? Yeah, I pastored over 25 years, and I'm proud of that. I survived. But here's the deal. Even though I'm thankful for survival, survival, that is not my goal. I'm still about thriving instead of just surviving. And you should be too. Till the Lord calls us home. I want to always be pushing to another level. How about you? Amen. I always want to know, God, what's next in my life? It's easier to stay the same sometimes, but our staying the same in a place where we should have grown on beyond that often becomes a blockade to the better and bigger that God has awaiting us. Sometimes God not only allows a struggle for challenge in our life, sometimes He orders it. And when He does, it is never to hurt you. Even though it does hurt, it is meant to grow you, to develop you for what He is leading you to. Because what He has for you in your future may require some more maturing and strengthening on your part so you can handle it when you get there. I'm thankful for the growth, and I'm thankful not only did we survive COVID, but our numbers are coming back up, and Lexington is doing good, and new faces are coming, souls are being saved, backsliders are coming back to God, people are being healed, filled with the Spirit, being baptized in water as well as the Spirit, lives are being changed. But had this growth occurred when I had pastored five years, I'm not saying I handle it now, he does, but he would have had to find someone else because my capacity to lead. Am I helping anybody? Sometimes the dream you have been given is for you to hold on to during the process of you developing. If your promise was tomorrow, what's the benefit of me telling you today? You can wait a day, you'll find out tomorrow. If God gave you a dream, that's probably not going to happen next week. But the promise and the dream. Am I ministering to anybody? He even told Habakkuk, he says, write the vision down and make it plain so you can run with it. What he is saying is when you get weak, look back at your promise. When you feel like giving up, remember your dream. I'm telling somebody in here today, remember your dream. Remember the promises of God on your life. When you feel like giving up, don't give up, just get up. Keep fighting, keep doing something. Don't roll over and never talk, quit. I'm almost finished, but baby chick, when it's time for it to come out of its shell, that little baby chick actually takes this little tiny beak and it pecks a little hole in the shell. He'll keep pecking pecking to where eventually the hole gets big enough he just jumps right out now if you're watching that chick and his struggle and you're saying oh poor little baby I'm going to help it and you start to peel the shell back for it the chick will die 
Because the struggle to get out is what gives us the strength to live its life. Sometimes you're asking God to break the shell open for you. And God's saying, oh no, not this time. No, not this time. You're going to have to fight your way out of this one. Because where I'm taking you to requires you to be stronger than what you are right now. If I actually made it easier for you right now, I would be doing you a disservice. Some things were meant for you to fight your way out of. If someone does it for you, it will weaken your ability going forward. One person said, and I don't know how true this is, I've debated this my whole life, says, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I guess it works for today's message, so there you go. Change from a caterpillar to become a butterfly. It's a process. When he's a worm, wrap himself up in a cocoon. But after the transformation comes, he comes out a whole lot different than the way he did going in. But there again, as he's tearing out of the cocoon, he's struggling with his wings. It's a process. I mean, knows it's a process getting out. Sometimes it's a process growing to another level. Sometimes transformation has happened, but sometimes it's hard to get out with your new self. But there again, just like the chick, if you help and tear the cocoon open for the butterfly, he will never be able to fly because the struggle is what strengthens his wings to fulfill his new purpose. God has a plan for you. You have a purpose, a calling, a destiny in His kingdom. But there will be a lot of changes all throughout your life. Bottom line, to get there, you can't stay here. To see something different, you must go somewhere different. To receive something different, you must change the voices you're listening to. So many voices, Pastor, how do I know which one to listen to? Everybody's wanting to give me advice. How do I know? And it can be confusing, but can I give you one major simple filter to run that through? Whatever advice they're giving you, look at their life of how they have applied that to their life. If they have been successful in that area, perk your ears up and listen. But if they are as jacked up as you are, you need to say next. Amen. If they are as broke as you are, maybe you don't need their financial advice. If they need to lose weight as bad as you, you might want someone else's take on losing weight. I I, I got to move on out of here real quick. I. If someone is unfaithful to God and their own life is messed up, whatever you do, don't listen to that person. Amen. It amazes me how sometimes this usually happens, sometimes even with people that's been in the faith for a while, they'll go outside the church and they'll ask an unbeliever or or a person that doesn't honor God at all with their life and they'll tell their spiritual problems to them. And instead of them making them stronger, they make the believer weaker. Why is you gave ear to the wrong advice? You exposed yourself. You cannot grow forward 
looking backward. To receive something different, you must do something different. If you do what you've always done, expect to get what you've always got. But when you get tired of getting what you've been getting, you need to change doing what you've been doing. Did you get that? See me after church if you did, and I'll try to repeat it. Amen. You can't stay here. It's time to grow on. Trust God. Be willing to open your mind up to what He is trying to teach you. Jeremiah 33, 3, the Lord says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It may be hard for you right now. Trials are never pleasant. You will have some sleepless nights, some doubts and a few fears at different seasons throughout our lives. But today it's time to lean in to Jesus. It's time to get serious and seek Him on another dimension. If anyone knew about trials and persevering, it was Job. The man that God called a perfect man had trials unlike any other man. But as he is going through it, Job says this in 23.10, and I close with this. Job says, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall, someone say I shall, come forth as gold. Amen. Would you just stand and give your king a hand clap today? Amen. Amen. Come on, praise him right where you are. Lord, develop us. God, grow us. God, strengthen us. God, take us to another level in you. Thank you for listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson. We hope that this message equipped you and empowered you to live the Christian life. We would like to invite you to attend one of our dynamic services, either in person or online. Visit nlcjc.org, that's nlcjc.org, for the campus and service times that work for you. Be sure to connect with us on social media, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. We look forward to being with you next time on New Life Today with Awesome Winston.